What's going on, everybody? We are a family of nerds. My name is McFly. Unfortunately, today, it's you're just going to get me. Uh, Greg and Scope are both busy with life things, and we weren't able to get together for this one. Um, I actually did this live on my Twitch. I'm live on Twitch every Wednesday from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. Pacific time. Um, but they aren't able to make this one. This is not an official comeback podcast um that will probably be in the next couple weeks where we all get together and actually talk about all these different things we need to talk about um but for this one it's i'm happy to be back happy to be doing these weekly i will be talking about marvel and dc mostly in this one i'll be talking about no way home which there's a lot to talk about there i will be talking about if i'm team iron man or team cap that's a big one and uh the new Batman movie and what I think about that. So a little bit of talk about here. It's going to be a little bit shorter podcast, which is totally fine. Moving forward, though, we will be talking about a lot of different things from sports to the streaming culture, gaming culture, all these different things. So there's lots to talk about. We will get into them. I'm just glad to be back. I appreciate all the listeners here that stuck with us. Thank you so much. And let's get into the podcast. Yeah, I've seen all the Marvel movies in order from release date i'm now going through and watching them in chronological order so you know there's a lot of people right that consider tony to at the very least be an anti-hero throughout pretty much the entire mcu arc and there's a lot of people who you know essentially think that he's one of the only heroes who got a pass for a lot of the shit he did and i would agree with that um i mean he created ultron in fear of what had happened in the first avengers right 100%. 100%. He's trying to do things on his own with his, with his tech. With intelligence comes a lack of trust in other people's intelligence, right? And I totally understand that. So that's where he was coming from. But the whole argument is that Cap, Cap you know, Captain America, Steve Rogers was the saving grace in all of these movies. He was the most heroic character throughout and that he was definitely more heroic in at the very least Civil War than Iron Man was. I, I, I think that's incorrect. I'm not going to sit here and say that, you know, essentially Tony trying to kill Bucky, Winter Soldier, wasn't bad. That was bad. However, given the circumstances, I feel like that reaction could have been avoided if Steve had just told Tony, like, look, my friend Bucky, he's been brainwashed. All these things happened to him. It wasn't him. He is the one that killed your dad. This is how it happened. But he was brainwashed. I guarantee you that Tony would have come in, had a reaction, and then... Would have essentially, like, tried to help get Bucky back, right? Steve, wanting to save his friend, uh, he wanted to save his, his friend in spite of everything else. In spite of keeping the Avengers together, which, if you think about it, is going to leave the whole world at risk. Uh, letting people go to jail over this whole thing. He essentially separated himself from the Avengers to try and go save Bucky on his own. And that, therefore, broke up the Avengers. Now, just in Civil War alone... It led to them breaking up and them having a divide. It led to this whole spiral of things that happened afterwards. Steve not telling Tony what happened to his dad essentially led to the very end where he was so angry he wanted to kill him, right? And we all know Cap could have killed Tony there. So he didn't. He pulled back his punches, but he did destroy his, his chest plate. Let's look at the bigger picture. So yeah, in Civil War, I blame Cap for that 100%. But because they were separated and because they were no longer a team because of Cap's decisions and a little bit of Tony's decisions, but mainly Cap's decisions, they weren't together in Infinity War. If they were together in Infinity War as a team, I guarantee you it would have went a lot differently. 
I don't, I'm not saying they would have necessarily won, but they would have had a better chance to win. So I blame them losing in Infinity War on Steve. I also blame Tony having to die in Endgame on Steve, but more so because of the turn of events that happened to get there being on Steve. So I think if we're going to talk about who's an antagonist and who's a hero, I think they both ended up as heroes. I mean, Tony ended up sacrificing himself in the end for the greater good and to save everybody's life and to dust Thanos and stuff. But I think Steve in his own movie was the antagonist. And I'll say that what he was trying to do was noble, but I still think that his decisions were, were stupid. And look, he's always talking about like, oh, we need to do the right thing and no life is worth sacrificing. And that's super noble. And that's why he's Captain America. And that's why he, he is. However, that's not realistic at all. Sometimes hard decisions do need to be made. And that includes sacrificing lives to sacrificing five to 10 lives to save billions and trillions of people. That was the other thing that bothered me about Cap in, in Winter Soldier, the, his second movie, which is probably my favorite, my second favorite MCU movie, was his fight with Nick Fury about the weapons and stuff and how he doesn't want to sacrifice a life. And uh, it came back to bite him. I mean, that's another reason why they lost in Infinity War. But that's what I think. That's why I think Tony is less of an antagonist than Captain America is in his own movie. I think Civil War and the events that led to Infinity War and Endgame are kind of on Cap. They're on Steve for being in that selfish moment, wanting to help his friend in spite of the Avengers, in spite of the fate of the world, essentially, with the Avengers breaking up, and in spite of some of the his friends going to jail. He ended those relationships for his best friend, Bucky. I just think he was, for Cap usually being more logical and realistic, he was very unrealistic and very selfish and very reactionary in that time, in that moment. And he is human, so I get it. But I still think he was definitely more to blame for a lot of the stuff that happened. I don't know what you guys think about that, but that's my mentality on it, for sure. Everything you said was wrong. I mean, you're entitled to opinion, even no matter how stupid it is. We're not going to talk about Wonder Woman. We're not talking about DC right now. Uh, I feel like DC is in shambles, both between the decisions they're making and how fans are reacting to them. Um, that's a whole other conversation. But yeah, that's what I think. The, the, ir the irony about that whole thing, too, is when I brought this up with some of my friends, then they asked me, you know, oh, did you have a problem with No Way Home? And um, I don't know who has or hasn't seen No Way Home. It's going to be spoilers coming up. Spoiler alert. I'll say this for those of you that have seen it. Peter kind of does the same type of thing where he doesn't want to sacrifice any lives to save billions and trillions of people. And that's the crux of the movie. And people ask me, how am I okay with that? But I'm not okay with what Cap did. And there's a difference. And who you are matters. Cap is over 100 years old, right? So he, he has a little less leeway to make that decision. And as Dr. Strange said, he's a kid. Peter Parker is a kid. He's going to make these mistakes. He's going to make he's going to make some of these stupid decisions because he's naive and th he ends up being more mature at the end of the movie. But that's the whole difference there. Um, so I, I fight with people to the death, metaphorically speaking, on this topic about who was the antagonist in, in Civil War. And I think it's Cap and you, you can fight me on it. That, but that's really what I believe. It's funny because Natasha was kind of, she was on Team Iron Man, but she was on both sides. She, you know, she helped him escape. She understood what he was doing. I just think on both sides, I see both sides of it. I would want to help my friend too, 
But at the same time, you you got to do the right thing for the team, right? It's not like it's a group of your friends and you're going behind their back to do something. It's, these are the fucking Avengers. They, they are world saviors. They have to be ready to be able to take on Avengers level threats. They have to be able to do that. So you have to take your ego, you have to take your selfishness out of the window and take that on. And the issue with Tony was that he wanted to take on too much and do too much with it on his own without asking for help. And that's where he failed and he ended up doing things that were bad was because he tried to take on too much. Which is why at the end of Endgame was so cool when uh, Pepper says, you know, you can rest now, we'll be okay. That was the whole crux of the whole thing was... He wouldn't stop until he felt like they were going to be fine, that that they were going to be okay. That that end scene to me was was great. But that's my opinion on that. Robert Pattinson as, as Batman. I don't think that when I first heard his name, I didn't have enough information to go on for him. I haven't seen a lot of his movies. Um, I knew him from Twilight. And then I had heard good things about him in, uh, was it The Lighthouse, I think? Which I need to watch still, but... I've seen uh, like scenes and clips and stuff of him in those in the that movie and a couple other movies, and he's a damn good actor, dude. And if the production value that went into the trailer and if the trailer is even half as good as the movie's gonna be, I'm so stoked for for that Batman. But I, I think it's gonna be really good. I think it's gonna be the best DC movie. I think it's gonna at the very least give the Dark Knight a run for its money, and that's kind of Batman movies that I base everything else on, just because the Joker was fantastic in that movie. And that was like the best, I still think the best comic book movie out there. I'll put it this way. If it's not at least an 8 out of 10, I will be very upset. Because the hype is there and the hype is real. The two trailers that were out were fucking great. They're the best trailers I've seen in a long time. They they need a Batman movie where he's dark and gritty. And, you know, he's an actual detective, which wasn't even part of the Dark Knight trilogy. I, I think that's that's what's going to happen. Envy, you said that you think Black Widow is fake. I don't think I don't think she's fake. I think that she doesn't want to take sides, but she also knows that her past, if she were to get arrested, her past would come back to to bite her. She had no choice to be with Tony on that. Like, I don't fault her for that at all. I do think her movie sucked. I do think Black Widow was bad. Action scenes were sick. They looked sick, but they were totally ridiculous. I mean, her jumping out of plane, out of the plane and nothing, like not running into any anything, nothing running into her was bullshit. But uh, I thought the story was just all over the place. It didn't make a lot of sense. I mean, it, it, she got her own movie and it wasn't what it should have been, to be honest. There was, there was a lot of like girl power in it, which was super sick. I liked that part of it. Um, Yelena was awesome. She's like the only good thing in the movie, Yelena. There's a lot of girl power and it wasn't overdone, which is good because a lot of movies tend to do that. But I felt like the villain, they made him like kind of like what femi- what I would think feminists see men as. Like thinks women are objects, girls are objects, doesn't give a crap about his own daughter. Like who was treating the all the women as weapons and stuff. It was just it was just like over the top ridiculous. Almost like a Sean Connery, Pierce Brosnan villains where they were like over the top, stupid, ridiculous type of thing. So I just I just... Like, it was a cool action movie to watch once, but I won't need to watch it again. Um, but Yelena was, like, the only good thing that came out of that movie. So, so I don't know if you read, but ScarJo, when she signed up to do that movie, they told her it would, it would be strictly in theaters. And that's what she signed on to do as part of her contract. 
and then things got delayed and delayed and delayed and COVID didn't get any better. They told her, hey, we're going to recently in theaters, but we're also going to put it on Disney Plus. And she was very vocal about that not being the agreement they had. And she said she was ready to, you know, get a lawyer and everything. And that was all like two weeks before the movie came out. I know you can say she me too, whatever. I, I, I highly disagree with you. But Envy, I, I think it's worth a watch one time just for the sake of um, the MCU continuity and just her story in general. Um, but I, I think, honestly, honestly, I think uh, it's about as good as Captain America, which I just rewatched. I, I didn't like Captain America very much. I didn't think it was a bad movie, but I didn't think it was a good movie. That This is the same, kind of in the same... I personally didn't like Captain America that much. The only good part of Captain America was Peggy, and she's like the best character in the MCU, but... Rating these movies out of 10, right? I would give Captain America like 6.5. I give Black Widow about a 6.5. The 9s and 10s in the MCU, um, Ragnarok is a 10. Winter Soldier is about a 9.5. And then um, I have to do my top 10 again. It's hard, man. It's hard. But I think No Way Home's in at the very least the top five, if not top three, man. No Way Home was so good. So if you haven't seen it, Envy, you need to go see it, man. It's it's There's a lot of fan service in it, but the fan service isn't overdone. And... Edwin Firebids, who does not like Spider-Man, said he likes the movie. That should tell you something. But it's dope. Make sure you watch, just because you know that the villains are in it, but make sure you watch Tobey Maguire's trilogy and Andrew Garfield's trilogy. Watch this movie and and see what you think about that. (laughs) Um, I recorded, I haven't posted it yet, but I recorded a, I recorded the Spider-Man No Way Home review, which I'll probably post this week talking about it, but it's a spoiler review. So I think his trilogy, well, I'll put it this way. Spider-Man 2 is probably still the best movie out of all these movies. No Way Home might be better. I think Spider-Man 2 and No Way Home are, are tied, to be honest, with how good they were. Just as overall movies. But I think No Way Home is, if not the best, it's tied with the best. But I think Toby was a really good Peter Parker. I think Andrew Garfield was the best Spider-Man um, I don't think Tom Holland is the best at either of them, but he's very good at playing both, which is why I think he's great for the part. And I think in this movie, I mean, we've seen his acting chops in Infinity War and in Endgame and both those scenes with him in it, those emotional scenes make me cry every time I watch them. But I think Tom Holland acts his ass off in this movie. Bro, trust me, rewatch those movies and just just watch Andrew Garfield's acting for Peter Parker and Spider-Man and you'll see what I'm talking about. Like, I feel like his movies were bad, but he was good as a character. Rewatch it. Trust me. I said the same thing and I rewatched them. And I was like, man, he got a bad rap. Like he was a good Spider-Man. I'll put it this way. You guys, you know, home. but if I wanted a Spider-Man besides Tom Holland to come back, it would be Andrew Garfield. And here's why. He was a very good Spider-Man. Toby had his two awesome movies that gave that played justice to him and his take on the character. The third one is it is what it is. Andrew Garfield didn't get that chance. I feel if he could come back for one or two more, or even a trilogy where they do it right for him, I'd be happy with that. I think he deserves it. All this will make sense when you see No Way Home. I think it's awesome. It's a roller coaster ride emotionally, not literally. It's a ro- it's a roller coaster ride emotionally. I laughed, I cried, um, I got angry, I got disappointed, I got upset, and I'll say that Willem Dafoe's portrayal of Green Goblin is way better in this movie than he did in all the other ones. So just remember that. There were a lot of rumors surrounding this movie. I don't even know if you know what all of them are. I'll say that some of them are true, some of them are not. And some of the ones that are true don't happen the way you think they do. But I'll say there is a big surprise in the first 10 minutes. 
that fight scene in the apartment was fucking nuts. And he was menacing in that whole thing. I appreciate you guys for stopping by. I love you all. I love the MCU. And stay tuned for more videos. And remember that good vibes are contagious.